Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Energy Speaks Back, powered by Hark. My name is Paul Webb. I'm the founder of B2B Energy, and I'm also your host. Weekly, I present to you experts from around the world. Today, we are in the UK on the coast. Our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. So before we get into our interview today, I would like to just recognize our sponsors. Clean Energy Revolution, who bring knowledge and networking into the renewable world. B2B Energy, for their energy management and managing organizations' third largest expense. Park Systems, renowned for their energy software. EcoSync, for their heating solutions around the radiator system. Alexis Energy, for their power management, based in Australia. Led by Vision, who are an LED and a controls company. Simewatts, who are an electronics and EV transition organization based in the US. And Carbon Black Global, who are a waste to energy specialist. And lastly, our certificate partners, who are Esther Energy. Welcome to episode 56, and Energy Speaks Back, powered by Hark, and my special guest today, who is a website expert. And we're gonna be exploring the impact of the internet on the environment. So be prepared for some shocking news and some surprises on the internet and how it impacts on our environment. Our expert today is passionate about helping small business owners to grow their business online in a sustainable way. So without any further ado, I give you Robert Mould. Good morning, Robbie. How are you this morning? Yeah, good morning, Paul. I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Um, have you started your morning with a BNI or you've just gone straight into your morning work? No, I've BNI this morning um, over in over in St. Paul's virtually, of course. So that was a nice six, well, six thirty start. So the alarm clock went off at six a.m. But uh, we've we've got a we've got a six month year old, so that's quite a bit of a lie in for me. So uh, yeah, Brilliant. and is life for you still on Zoom? Life is pretty much on Zoom. Yes, most of my yeah most of my customers clients they haven't reverted back to going to the office or face to face. Um, there's a few, yeah, few meetings, I think in the summer, uh, when it was a bit warmer, but now it's getting a bit dark in the mornings and, uh, and colder. I think people are less likely to, to venture outdoors. And they're quite happy to stay on Zoom. And yeah, in their pajamas. <laughs> your whereabouts are you based? Um, so we're based in Eastbourne, uh, just on the South coast, uh, near in between Brighton and Hastings. Right. And you've got the cliffs near you, haven't you? We have indeed the Seven Sisters, the the proper White Cliffs, as we yeah, like to call it. The beautiful White Cliffs. I've been there quite <laughs> a few times. Very, very nerving standing on them cliffs because there's no protection to stop you from taking a dive, really, is there? Start off morbid, hey Paul. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's <laughs> absolutely there's no there's no protection uh, as such around there. And um because of the recent wet well, reasonably poor weather we've had um over the summer and beyond the chalk is cutting out a lot quicker than expected so 
the, right. the main point of concern is that there's the old lighthouse called Bell Toot. Um, so it's an Airbnb. You know, it's been moved back uh, a few decades ago, uh, but that's under real danger of falling into sea very soon. So who knows right. what will happen with that one? Interesting. Interesting. So, Rabib, we have met through um, one of my favorite pastimes of B&I and yep. quite a few months ago now. And so just for the benefit of our audience today, can you... Tell us about yourself and give us some background to why we've invited you today. Yeah, so I'm a web developer um, and I run an agency called Positive Impact Digital. And what we do is that we help build low carbon and sustainably run websites for companies, customers that are striving to achieve uh, net zero uh, and also people that want to make their websites way more efficient, uh, not only from an energy perspective, but also from a, a usability, speed, et cetera, et cetera. And tell us more about you as a person. What, what's, your, what's your background? Yep. So I am a web developer. So I studied um, computer science uh, at Kingston University back in 2005, early, yeah, sort of mid 2000s. And I've always been in technology. So I've had a, a mixed career of web development, working at corporate, uh, working for startups, being in sales, uh, pre-sales, and now uh, I find myself running running this new web agency. And when when we met, we talked about obviously the websites and what what's involved with the consuming energy and things. And people, specifically myself, we take it for advantage advantage that we go onto the website, we go onto Google, we type search. We don't realize that every time we're doing these searches, we're actually creating a consumption that's been absorbed. Can you explain the process of, you know, from us doing a search, where that is um, being consumed, the energy, what's involved? Yeah, well, I guess we just take a step back. So the Internet as a whole, with all of the digital platforms that we use, so, for example, Zoom that, we use, that we're talking on now, um, all the way through to the Google searches, all the way through to uh, an individual's blog, it's all run on data centers. And those data centers, the amount of energy they emit in terms of carbon is roughly 3% of the total carbon emissions of the planet. And so that is the equivalent uh, of the airline industry. And the reason being is that these data centers are enormous all across the planet. You know, I'm sure everyone sort of realizes that, but the vast majority of them are not run sustainably. So whether that's the energy that powers them, whether that's the cooling system uh, to cool down the servers, because obviously they have to operate at a certain temperature. The vast majority of these are just on fossil fuel powered or grid, grid powered energy or by high air, um, air conditioning, which we all know is, is not great for the, for the environment. So what we're trying to do, what our mission is, is to work with businesses, small companies, large companies, whatever it may be, to build websites that are, one, really efficient so that they're not using any excess code or they're not bloated or using functionality that's not being used for whatever reason, but critically, they're hosted on plat on data centers that's powered, uh, one, using renewable energy or by sustainably run air conditioning. And so there are some data centers 
being say the Nordic Circle, uh, and there's some being, I think, in the States or South America that's been built in the sea. Um, that's been the one in the Nordic Circle is being powered by fresh air, fresh air cooling. And that basically means you know, it's so cold up there, they don't need air conditioning, yeah, they yeah. need to bring it in through the winter months to cool down the surface. So there's lots of innovative things going on. And definitely the, the bigger guys, so your Amazons, your Microsofts, your Googles, they're taking steps forward to um, powering their data centers sustainably, but it's going to take time, as you can imagine. So there's things we can do with our websites themselves initially to actually make them more efficient. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is, and the most critical piece is the hosting. So understand where is your website hosted? Um, most people just buy what, go onto Google, type in cheap web hosting or WordPress hosting, whatever it is. And they don't really think about the data, the energy that's being used to power that or how efficient their servers are, et cetera. So that's the first thing. There's lots of renewable uh, energy sourced hosting platforms out there. And then the second thing of all is actually thinking about all of the element, different elements on the website. So using things like um, images, uh, video, uh, lots of creating lots of pages and content that's either not being used or not being read on your website all contributes to the amount of data that your website is create uh, is the, 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 the data that your website um, or the size of cut, cut, cut that bit out you know what I mean like the size <laughs> of your 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 website the more data it uses um, yeah. I need another coffee and um, so yeah so if you're just looking at every element of your website to make sure okay is that really needed if not I'll strip it out get rid of it so the, yeah. the more lightweight and more lightweight that your website can be on proper ho on proper powered hosting, that's that's where you, you can achieve this low carbon or sustainably run website. So if you've got old websites that you've got online and you've forgotten about, or you've got pages, yeah. that, and it's quite easy to go through um, the uh, an analytics and look at to see what uh, pages are being viewed and what yeah. you know the the um, and understand that. So we could, it's an exercise we could do. And tell me, do you provide this as a service to, to go into organizations and reviewing their websites? Yeah, we do. So that's, that's the reason why, why we set it up. So there are uh, plenty of web design agencies that will build you know, reasonably quick, efficient websites. And there are hosting companies that are actively promoting or starting up uh, being powered 100% by renewable energy, but there's not any agencies that would do the boat, would do both. So if you were to type in, I want a carbon neutral or low carbon website that ticks all the boxes on the website side and all the boxes on the hosting side, it's very difficult to find if not at all. So that's where we've set up as a, or our unique selling point is that come to us and we'll build you that, that website and we'll walk you through all of the steps of how we'll how we'll make it build it efficiently but also how you can run it efficiently as your business grows or scales or, or whatever it may be and also we can use various tools to understand okay um, this is what my website is emitting now in terms of carbon and this is what it will be once we've once we've got our hands on it and built it built it efficiently 
So you've shocked me, but then when I'm really drilling down into what you said about the the equivalent to the um, aviation industry, yep. that's quite a shocking figure regarding the equivalents. But then when you look at all the websites that must be out there available, <clears throat> but more importantly, all the websites that are out there that are probably redundant. You know, I yep. remember I had web, website development there. <clears throat> I've taken it down, but is it still sitting there? Is there stuff still out there that yeah. could be cleaned totally? Yeah. Well, well the, the biggest opportunity for, for us uh, and what we're targeting is actually the small to medium-sized businesses because more often than not, startups or reasonably established businesses, they will go to a, a Wix.com or a, a WordPress.com or they'll go to a web design agency. They'll um, ask them to build a website. But because all of these platforms have pre-packaged functionality and pre-packaged code and they're built to... Uh, cater for the masses, i.e., you know, whether you sell handbags or whether you're a, a business coach or an energy consultant, they basically want to build a platform that caters for everything. And therefore, they just bundle loads of code, loads of functionality um, into the sort of the startup engine or the startup mechanisms of your website. And therefore, you have got so many webs, millions of websites out there that if you actually stripped back what the code is actually using what the user is actually using in terms of the code and the functionality, you could probably strip out 85 to 90% of that code. And so that's where the opportunity is because you know, most large corporates, they will have their own web design teams. They'll have a brief of, right, we want exactly this code, that functionality, what's looked like this. And they're reasonably efficient, uh, maybe not on the hosting side, but how it's built is efficient. Whereas smaller, medium-sized businesses, it's just, I'll have that, that, and that. And they don't really know what they what they've got themselves in for. So um, that's that's where the big opportunity is: is all of those small to medium sized blogs, websites, brochure sites, e-commerce sites, etc. So <laughs> I said that word. Why do you think um, all this is going under the radar? Because that's a big number regarding the amount of consumption uh, emissions that have been generated for the websites. Why, why is it going, why is there no one really focusing on it? Why aren't we being educated regarding this? Yeah, it's a good question. It's something that we're, we're trying to find that out ourselves. I think it's because, and everyone says this to me when I pitch to them or casually chat to them about it, is I never, never thought about my website having a carbon emission or even the energy that powers it. Because I think you can't touch and feel Yeah. A website it's a bit like this this zoom chat you can't touch it or feel it like if we were meeting up face to face we could say well yeah this restaurant is you know using so much carbon or energy to power us to be here and actually i've driven the car x you know x amount of miles and stuff you can sort of associate some sort of carbon footprint or energy consumption but for a website when you're just on your phone or on your laptop or what have you it's it's different. It's difficult to quantify something you can't really see the full end-to-end infrastructure of what it's of what's using. But when you peel back the layers, it's not just about your website and the hosting. It's the infrastructure that gets it from the the hosting platform to your mobile or to your desk or to your desktop. And that that also is another thing. But that's a probably for a separate conversation. The figures that you were sort of referring to earlier does that include all the uh, 
4G or 5G that we're experiencing as well? Is that is that all included in that? Is it? No, that's this is just purely data. It's purely data. Yeah, that's purely data, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, platforms is what it's run on. Yeah, absolutely. And in in your opinion, um, so a typical website, how much um, redundancy could you be seeing on that particular website on a typical? Yeah, so so typically for like a traditional brochure website, so say for example for you, Paul, um, yeah, promoting your energy services or whatever it may be, um, you would spin up a classic WordPress website um, that would have probably like five to 10 gigabytes of, of data in terms of the database and all the other functionality that comes with it. Um, so we're able to strip out at least 85 to 90% of all of that data by just focusing on purely what on, on what you need. And there's lots of web development technologies that's springing up that's able you to reuse code and, and uh, just make things a lot, 10 times better. So with that statement, right, okay. I'm, you probably know where I'm going with this. So nope. how many then websites could we say across the world would we have that we could then say we could save 85% on? Yeah, so you, it, it will be... It starts, in the, the volume starts increasing, doesn't it? Absolutely. Because where about I'm the, going with this, if you've got, let's take the aviation industry and the amount of missions that provides... Then look at the website, and then if we could then reduce web management down by yeah. a very large percentage, that's a significant amount of emission reduction that we could yeah. be making. Definitely. And, and it's also, it's, yeah, absolutely. And it's also pushing. So one, it's making the websites more efficient, but two, it's pushing these large vendors to power of these hosting providers to go down the renewable energy route and we are starting to see uh, movement in this space and i think with the likes of cop 26 and i think people becoming a lot more aware of their digital consumption and therefore i think just nat natural forces will get them to, to to change and think about how they are being powered yeah so google is going down the route of carbon offsetting and carbon credits which i appreciate for the uh, for some people it's, it's very controversial but at least it's heading in into that that the correct direction you must have heard me say that i didn't want to talk on a podcast recently about um offsetting i didn't want that, that to be a subject i don't really agree with offset unfortunately we may not have any choice but offsetting uh, to me i'd rather get into the nitty-gritty and reduce the energy yeah. consumptions um, so what we're talking about really is all about the data side of it. What about every time I push send or search? Am I generating emissions as well? So is my, am I generating carbon footprint? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you think about the, yeah, and that's everything from your mobile phone. Obviously that uses energy to, yeah. to, um, to view that that website or that web page, whatever it is, it's also you sending data from your phone to the Google servers. The Google servers is then getting pulling back all of those um, search, those web pages within their search results. That's generated energy, and then it's a case of Google that spits that back to you, and then you then click on that appropriate website, and then that's obviously then um, generating energy to then load that web page, and then whatever 
how whatever you do when you're on that web page is then of course emitting energy not only again from your phone but the infrastructure the wire from your phone or your desktop to the hosting provider and um, and obviously the um, the actual websites hosting or energy being powered um, that's obviously creating a, a carbon emission as well yeah so in, in my world of energy management if I was looking at a building, you know, my key areas of focus are going to be the heating and, and the lighting and cooling. But yeah. I, when I go into that building, I don't expect everyone to be working under a candle. Um, I don't expect everyone to be sitting there shivering or too hot. Yeah. So it's a balance. And this is what we need to review here because we, we are we going to, you know, we can't turn around and say to everyone that you're not allowed to do Google searches anymore we're not allowed, you know, that has made a massive impact on society and, you know, the human course, race, yeah. exactly. Um, but there's some changes we can make to just make it better. And that's what I do with, within buildings. I just trim the set points, decrease the lighting slightly, turn the lighting off when we don't need it, you know. And if we was to apply that form of management to what we're doing today, yep. there's another area. So as an energy consultant, should I consider possibly saying, um, if I'm looking at their carbon footprint, we should incorporate their IT web-based systems? Uh, yeah, ab yeah, absolutely. So and, and it's important to say that it's a balance. So for, for me, the way that I operate with my life and, and this business, we're not in the, the hardcore side of cl you know, climate change and carbon emissions. It's, it's, it's still very business focused so majority of our customers they want to say right we need a new website or we wanted to be we want to be doing the right thing not just to be seen doing the right thing but actually do the right thing and i think that's that's also a key change that's happened with um with, with businesses and so when i talk when i talk to customers about you know the green websites or low carbon websites that's when it's a case of okay well Brilliant. That's exactly what we want to do, and we can promote that. And you know, that's that's been seen to doing the right thing. So I think anyone that is in that mindset of going, right, I want to do the right thing, and I but I want to be balanced by it. I don't want to just strip away my website or not be appear on Google or tell people not to go on social media or anything like that. But if I can help with my bit, then that they're, they're they're the type of people that we that we work with. And are you able to demonstrate? a value of saving when you when you build all this together yeah so it's quite immature at the moment so there are a couple of third-party tools that will review your website so it can identify where your website's hosted and then it's got a database to say is that sustainably run and also it will look at how um inefficient or how weighty your website is um, in terms of that of images that it loads, how quick it loads, how much data are you transmitting, et cetera. But that's something that what we're doing in the background is actually designing a proper platform that you can put on your website that will say, right, I've had a hundred visitors today or a couple of thousand visitors this mm -hmm. week. Uh, what was the carbon emission and the energy consumed for that? And then identify ways of, of reducing it. Um, so it's still in its infancy, but that's, I think that's our next exciting project is building something that can truly demonstrate the savings as well. Yeah. Another, you're picking on all my phrases today. So you, we just kind of manage what we don't measure, you know, so we need to have measuring yeah. processes in place so we can manage this. Um, 
you know, I'm not going to start going out tomorrow and say, oh, I'm not going to do that search. I'll wait. I'm only allowed to do a certain amount of searches a day because I know I'm impacting on the carbon emissions that are um, impacting on our planet. So there is a balance. And there's also, you know, I want to see that measured, really. I want to start seeing that. And I think once we do start seeing that, people aren't going to stop searching, but I think it needs to come from the other, the more the, the business side where we need to focus on the types of websites we're using. You know, yeah. I'll be I, honest, I I've got, I store a lot of information because I store a lot of knowledge. Um, sure. So my articles, case studies and documentation and the platforms yeah. we use is all about knowledge base and I'm trying to get the content out there. So I'm quite responsible and I didn't realize how much so we would look to see whether there's smarter ways. Of doing it. There are smarter ways you can do that. We can yep. click on a file in it, uh, uh, compress or decompress or whatever it does. Um, so we're not sort of, um, so that's something I would be consciously focused on going forward. Right. And don't get me wrong, I am not an advocate for people saying that they should not uh, go onto Google to search for a website or anything or anything like that. And my, my, my focus is one on Google to accelerate their yeah. Uh, their transformation for hosting renewable energy and helping customers or businesses uh, reduce, uh, improve their efficiency on, on their website. I think that would be pretty mad if I started the campaign. Well, saying, I, I don't, think you'll don't get go lynched, on Google. To be honest with you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you'll be no, known as some form of an ta- antagonizer that, you know, we don't want you on our planet. You know, yeah. trying to stop people from, you know, how many times has someone asked a question and you just go straight to Google just to get the answer? you know is that and that's quite an efficient way of of doing it as well so yeah um, yeah yeah absolutely so um you said you've been listening to my podcast so thank you very much um i hope you did it in an efficient way um under candlelight and uh, with your jumper on um so i like to put my my guests on the spot regarding uh, and i know it's slightly different because i've i've introduced you because you're you're applying our sort of format of energy management and savings through the website, which I've, I was really excited about and really interested in. So is there anything that you can give back to our industry today that can, you know, support us as a takeaway? So, yeah, so I think the key, uh, key takeaway for me would be for if you do run a website, whether that's an individual blog or whether it's a large corporate website is to do your research on one the hosting of where your website is and truly understand like you would do in any form of your supply chain is truly understand okay one is this going to deliver the service i.e the resiliency the security um, backup and all that kind of stuff but two are they are they striving to be energy efficient to be green to use renewable energy and do the right things over the next however long that your what your what your business objectives are because all of the information out there it should be public knowledge about how data centers are powered what their infrastructure is so my takeaway would be is do due diligence just like you would do for any supply chain for all of your digital platforms whether it's your website or whatever platform that you use in your business today and that just brings me on to another point, which we, we should have probably asked earlier. 
and that's upgrading. How often should we look to upgrading? Because by upgrading, we'll actually improve on the efficiencies as well. So yes, we can shop around for a more greener service provider, but then we should upgrade regularly because I presume, I remember I developed a website many years ago. It must have been over 20 years ago. And it used to take ages to load up because I used very large uh, large files and large mm-hmm. pictures and things. So we need to look at that, don't we? The upgrading yep. of them. So how often do you think we need to keep on top of that? So I we, we traditionally look at every two years of doing a real transformation or uh, a real redesign of the website normally from you know keep the brand refreshed etc but from a technology perspective there are new technologies that make web developing either on the coding side all the way through to actually deployment and the running of the website almost every six months now and so we're, we're using one of the latest technologies um, called Gatsby and or React that make it super efficient. So I think it's just going to be a case of every year working with your web design agency or your in-house team, whatever it may be, to say, right, okay, is this the latest technology that can, one, deliver what we need, but also is it the most efficient way of, of building and, and running our website? So that it should be a continual basis, but I think if you look to it closely, uh, every 12 months, you'll be quite surprised that there'll be far uh, much more advances in in this efficiency of, of website building and we're seeing that as you say every six months we've seen it move it's going to be moving very fast isn't it the this this technology and absolutely. software upgrades yeah absolutely and, and it's, it's only going to it's only going to accelerate as well um so yeah, it's, it's an exciting space to be in but lots of change naturally with, with technology is so fast um but it's only going to happen quick it's only going to happen more more quickly well, robbie look i'd like to say thank you for coming today and <laughs> putting you on the spot <laughs> all the way through it's been an absolute pleasure it's been <laughs> great um i wish you really well and um for the benefit of our audio um robbie's got loads of scarves behind him of when he went to the world cup finals and he's been to the European Cup finals uh, this this year um, following good old England. Um, and I don't think you've missed many matches, have you, even the home and away? Uh, home and away, yeah, absolutely. Try to Obviously, COVID has been a, put a bit of a stop to it. But, uh, yeah, that's one of, my, one of my big passions is trying to follow follow England football teams uh, around. There's uh, certainly more heartache than joy that comes out of that particular... Definitely more heartache. <laughs> as, as a fellow Brit, I can sort of um, say that. But we've had, we have seen some happier times. We've, we've, we've got further than we used to get, which is even better. And we can't live on... You're not going to remember this, but, you know, the, the 1966 is the time we'll all remember. Uh, well, we keep... T- been reminded about it even though we don't remember it because i was actually there i was to watching the the world cup final sat in front of a black and white television um so i remember those days so um but i'm sure you know we've got the, the next uh world cup coming so i'm sure we uh we'll be there or thereabouts yeah I and i'm sure you'll well. be there will you absolutely yeah absolutely so yeah qatar be it, it's going to be in the winter, so it's going to be between between November and December. So hopefully the weather should be uh, pretty pretty stunning over there, which would be which would be lovely. And uh, just back before Christmas, so yeah, looking forward to that trip. 
I, I've done some work in Qatar um, looking at all those uh, stadiums. We've done some survey work for some hotels. It was just far, far too hot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had to have a nap in the afternoon because I was too hot. It was so hot. But great, great experience. So, Robbie, thank you very much for coming. Um, we'd like to wish you and your family um, safe during these times. Thanks, Paul. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks.